Well, praise the Lord, and good morning. Welcome again to Faith Restoration Ministries and Chekina Theological College. We are so happy to be here again to share the gospel of salvation, the doctrine of Jesus Christ that he left with his disciples and who left it for us, the local church, to continue until Jesus comes. Amen? And he promises to be with us always. This morning, our topic for of discussion is power corrupts. Power does not last forever. Power corrupts and power does not last. And I'm going to show in the scriptures three important people, I would say important. Two of them have died and gone. One died and he rose again from the dead and he's alive today alive forevermore. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm very happy to be here, and we're just going to go right in. But before I do, maybe I should let you know that Shekinah Theological College is an online Christian institution. Our aim is to reach the world for Christ. We want the Word of God to reach to every nation across the globe so that when you, when anyone who hears about the Lord Jesus Christ, they will know that he is alive. There are people talking about him today. Jesus died. Yes, he did. He came to fulfill God's plan that today we have redemption. We have forgiveness from sins. We have hope of living with him forever. We're going to pray now. Father, we want to thank you again this morning for this another blessed and wonderful day. We thank you for the opportunity whereby we can share your word. We thank you for those who have gathered here and those who have been listening to the program, God. We say thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, as I was thinking about this, this ministry just about yesterday, and you dropped something in my spirit as a purpose for this ministry being here after all this time. You have been such a good God. You have kept us going these 19 years. And I know, Lord, if we continue, we will continue if it is your will. Our aim is to reach the world at any cost. So we ask you today to bless the word. We pray for the anointing. We ask for wisdom that will speak as your oracle. And Father, everyone who will say something today, whatever has to be done, whatever needs to be said, we ask that you speak through every person. Lord, we are asking you today because there's nothing impossible of our own selves. We're weak. We're weak, Lord. But with you, we're able to do great and mighty things because your word tells us we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, Philippians 4 and 13. So, Lord, I commit all into your hands and ask that you will bless and have thine own way in Jesus' name. At the end of the program, we're going to be praying for those of you who need prayer. I don't know where you are, but as I was thinking this morning, that there are many people out there who need prayer. Some don't even know there's a prayer line or even where to find a prayer line where they can come in and share their hearts and ask for prayer. But even though we don't know who you are or where you live, where you reside, one thing we're assured of, when we pray, God answers, not because of us, but in spite of us. And not only that, it doesn't matter where in the world you live, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. And we thank God for technology today. I remember staying right here and ministering to him um, in Pakistan and uh, Myanmar. 
and other places, the Netherlands, so London, right here from, from, from my studio. So I wanted you to know today, it doesn't matter where in the world you are. If you have a problem, if you need counseling, if you need help, you only have prayer. We're just a Facebook away, a Skype away, or a telephone message away. Our number is 678-964-4096. I know there are people who check us out from um, overseas and you know, all students. We just want you to know how much we appreciate you, and we thank God for you. We want to welcome Sister Vivian this morning. She'll be coming on a little later, and I know God will ha- give her something this morning to speak about. So to find us, we're at www.frministry.org. That's www.frministry.org. Our topic, as I said earlier, is power corrupts, but power does not last. And this is the failure of many people, you know. People have the power to do this, power to do that, or they happen um, to be in a position and they use it inappropriately. And uh, I'm going to read about one person here, Nebuchadnezzar. And then we're going to go on to Herod. Then we're going to talk about Jesus. But let me tell you a little bit about Herod. We find it here in Daniel chapter 5, 4 and 5. In fact, we could start from Daniel chapter 1. It talks about um, the people of Israel who were caught, who were brought to um, Babylon as exiles. Daniel was one of the chief one of them. We also heard of Mordecai and the three Hebrew boys. I'm sure there were other people there, but these were the notable ones that were mentioned in history that we know about. Of this man here, Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel wrote in Daniel chapter 5, verse 19, he said, And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. That's a leader. People feared, not out of respect, but for their lives. And believe me, nothing has changed. You only need to look into society, and you'll see. He said, whom he would, he slew, and whom he would, he kept alive. And whom he would he set up, and whom he would he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. Let me say here, power is good, but it's only good when it is used appropriately. There are all kinds of power, powers today. As I was looking at here, We have power that's earned, power that you work for. Then we have assumed power, and we have stolen power. You better believe it. Stolen power. And with stolen power, this is where you're going to find pride, destruction, selfishness, pain, and restrictions. You can't go here, you can't say this, you can't do that. That's what you call stolen power or improperly used power. Whether it is because sometimes people um, gain power out of real positive things and they did earn it. But we talk about this thing that's called pride that brought down Satan. 
When you have the power to do things, whether you are a teacher, a parent, a pastor, a manager, a supervisor, or a politician, a president, a queen, a prime minister, a governor, a judge, whatever power that you wield, always remember, if you don't remember anything else to say, remember there's a greater power that's called the Supreme God Almighty, who is omnipotent. That's the greatest power. So you may have power to step on whom you want to step on, to shut down whom you want to shut down, to destroy whom you want to shut, destroy, annihilate those whom you want to annihilate. But let me say here, there is always a greater power. And your power will not last, especially if it was gotten in, a right, in the right way. There are people you earn your power. You studied you worked your way up, and now you're a manager, and you respect the people around you. Let me hear what, let me read something what David said. You know, David, we all know David committed um, all that. You know, the first thing people will talk about David, oh, David, this, and David. Yes, he did. He did. He's not the first, and he's not the last. He was not the first, the last to commit adultery. They're still in today, even in the churches, you better believe it. Government, wherever you go, they're still committing adultery. And they're still murdering. Oh, yes. There are people who pay others to murder others. There are those who hate. If you go into First John, it will tell you. If you hate your brother, it is murder. I remember the first time I heard my pastor teach, uh, taught that. I was a little girl. And believe me, I trembled on the inside to hear that just Hating someone is the same as committing murder. So there are a lot of murderous people walking around in high places. This thing that is called hatred, the other day I, I thought dropping my spirit, it said liquid hatred for the past few years, about five years or so. All I have seen in society is, is the display of liquid hatred from the media to wherever you could take it. Liquid hatred. I mean hatred. I have never seen it like this before. This is liquid hatred. It flows like a stream. And infiltrates every little crevice, nook and cranny. You only got to open your mouth and you can hear. Ah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Hatred. Sinner or saint. And one object of hatred. I want you to know this. Let me remind us all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have eternal life. But here the other verse. For God came not into the world to condemn the world. So whether you're a sinner or saint, whether you're an adulterer or a murderer, he didn't send his son to condemn you. His aim was that the whole world would be saved. But there are, and listen, Jesus himself said, listen, all power is given unto me. But he did not use his power misappropriately, inappropriately rather. He used his power to build up 
not to put down, to, to save, not to kill, to, not to destroy. That's how he built up his, his power. He used his power. He dispensed his power to his disciples. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But no, when you find he, he came with power. He didn't have to ask for it. But hear what David said. David said in Samuel, um, 2 Samuel 23, and I'm going to read it. You need to read the first verse. From verse 3, it says, And the God, and the, rather, the God of Israel said, This is David, and he ought to know, great leader in Israel, the rock. He said, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of the Lord. And he shall be at the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a, a morning without clouds, as a tender grass spring out of the earth by clear shining after rain. When you abuse your power, when you abuse and cut down and kill and destroy and put fear into people, they can't say this, they can't do this, they can't go there, and you better do this or else. Let me say here, you are not ruling in the fear of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whether you stole it, it was given to you, you earned it, or you assumed it, power means you take care of those who are under you. You don't destroy them. You don't use a big oath and step on top of them and crush them to pieces. That they must be silent. This is what David is saying. Rule in the fear of God. Rule justly. Don't put down. He what is with Daniel. The whom he would he this is Nebuchadnezzar. Whom he would he slew. Whom he would he kept alive. Whom he would he set up. Whom he would he put down. We are seeing it every blinking day. You're seeing it every time you open your eyes. You're seeing it every time you you you, you, you cock your ears. You're hearing it every time you read. You it's there. Another type of Nebuchadnezzar ruling. Then we have another guy that's called Am. But by the way, we're coming back to Nebuchadnezzar. But here is another guy here in Acts. Acts chapter 12. Back in the days after Jesus had been resurrected and gone back to heaven. And the disciples, the, spread, the gospel spread all over. And Herod, the king of the Jews at that time, I believe I'm right, he would... He was the same as Nebuchadnezzar. Because guess what? When he heard of the birth of Jesus, he was told that this king was going to be born. He, 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 he feared. Talk about putting down whom you want. He started killing babies from age three all the way down. He was killing them because he thought he would have been able to kill Jesus. <laughs> so Listen, let me say this. People can get so stupid. Let me tell you, as I've been thinking about this message, Balaam's ass had more sense than many of these leaders you see around the place. Do you know something? A wise God. I believe God said, you know, if I were to put the sense into, into Balak and say to him, don't curse my people, he won't understand. So let me put the sense in the ass and let the ass talk. And the ox, when he hit his ox three times, and I said, what are you hitting me for? What have I done to you? I've served you all these years. I know you're beating me. But guess what? 
the angel was ready to strike Baal. Let me say here to, to you all, you bad leaders, power hunger leaders, you better be careful. You better be careful because some of the people you're attacking are God's people purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you attack them. He has, the, he has their image in the palm of his hand. He said, you touch them, you touch the very apple of his eye, you better be careful whom you're attacking because you may end up just like, listen, Balak, rather Balaam, escaped because of the ass. God spoke. I believe God said, if I were to give this man the knowledge, open his eyes, he still won't see. Open his ears, he still won't hear. Open his mouth, he still won't speak what I want him to say. So guess what? I love God. Don't you love him? He's so wise. He's all wise. He dropped the sense and the knowledge in the donkey. And the donkey, when the, the man hit him, three times, what you beating me for? I've always been, been honest. I've always served you well. What you beating me for? But the donkey saw the angel every time the, 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 the Balaam hit him. He turned away because he saw the angel with a, with a sword drawn, ready to strike. Let me say here, all bad leaders, I don't care who you are, where you are, whether you act like scorpion or snakes, I don't care if maybe you act like dragon or, or, or um, lion. I don't care. Whomever you are, if you are not leading well, be sure the angel of God has drawn out his sword against you. And God may not use a donkey to speak. Maybe he's using me today to speak to you and to say to you, beware, be careful. God is watching. So here is Herod. Herod had killed. You remember Peter, James, and John? James and John, two brothers, they were cousins of Jesus. Herod had killed one of the pillars in the church after Jesus left. James, he murdered him. And he felt good. He saw where the people loved it. And here he said, um, but then afterward, he decided to take Peter. Another pillar in the church, in the early church. So, because it was around Passover and Easter, he said, hmm, not a good thing, not a good time. Read it, it's in Acts chapter 12. Not a good time to, to kill another one. So, let's put him in prison. They put him in prison. He was surrounded by four quaternium of soldiers, 16 soldiers, four on each side. And the gate, there was an iron gate. Guess what? Peter was sleeping. And the angel came, shook him, woke him up, took him to the gate, opened the gate, and he went to the door, and he knocked on the door, and they heard, this is Peter. They said, no, 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 you've got to be in prison. Peter, bam, 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 bam. Then they opened the door. It's Peter. It is really Peter. He's alive. Mind you, the gate was still shut. The soldiers were still there, but the chains were loose from Peter. Let me say here. When Herod, here it was, verse 18, Acts 12. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of Peter. What happened to Peter? We put him in prison. Now, as soon as it was, so then, and when Herod, this is a king now, had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. We talk about corrupt power. 
corrupt power, horrible power. Put them down, kill them, slay them. So he, he killed all the soldiers. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea, and there he abode. And Herod was, Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But they came of one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. But this is where I'm getting at. Verse 20. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. Man, he spoke that day. Woo! Talk about claps, and I'm not talking about fake claps you heard last week. Real claps. And upon a set day, verse 21, upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. When you put fake man and adore man and put him before God, God does not like it. Go and read in Samuel or somewhere in the Old Testament. I did not look for it this morning. It was a part of my message. When the Philistines stole the ark and put it in the house of their God, every morning they came, they found Dagon on his, on his face. Head, head broke. He broke off and the body on the, on, on the ground. They couldn't believe because, listen, they shall have no other gods before me. There's but one supreme God who reigns forever. No other gods. So when they're going to say, it is the voice of a God and not a man. Verse 23, immediately, again the angel. Listen, I want to speak. I'm speaking to all leaders out there who are not using power appropriately. The angel of God is waiting with his sword drawn. You can't see him because you don't believe in God. You worship Satan. And immediately, verse 23, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was, listen now, he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost right there. Many of you are going to end up in shame. You're going to be running to find a place to hide and you won't find a place to hide. Listen to what happened to, to, um, to Nebuchadnezzar. I'm talking about the people with power who use power inappropriately. It doesn't matter how it was gotten. It doesn't matter. Even if you stole it, power means you're ruling others. Okay? Some power come by um, nepotism. Oh, that's my friend, that's my brother, that's my whatever. So you gain power. Many of these pastors, they're going down so they get their son. They, they, they put the anointing on their sons. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. They put the anointing on their sons, and the sons take over. And you really have to listen good, because nothing like the father. Rather than allow God to choose someone, they put it on their sons. Nepotism. But anyway. God sent a dream to Nebuchadnezzar. Go back into Daniel chapter 4. None of his wizards, call them magicians, could interpret this dream. He called Daniel. Daniel interpreted the dream. 
and the interpreter told him what would have happened. In other words, get off your high horse, humble yourself, treat the people you're leading right. Otherwise, God is going to do thus and thus to you. And seven years. Well, the day came because hear what it says in verse 27 of Daniel 4. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee and break off thy sins by righteousness doing right and thine iniquities by iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. If it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. You see, when people have power, they don't care what they do to the weak. They don't care whom they kill. And believe me, many people are being murdered. Some are cast into prison and they are abused in prison, beaten up in prison because they don't believe what they believe. They don't act the way they, be, they act. And for those, the people losing their jobs because you don't want to teach the filth that are being taught to children. There was a time children were taught the birds and the bees. Now they're only te- being taught about all birds. Everybody's a bird now. You're either all birds or you're all bees, not the birds and the bees. Everyone is being taught. These children are being poisoned. You know, as I was thinking about this message, it's gonna, there's going to come a time if God does not do something, and quickly, children are going to grow to be adults. They're going to turn to their parents and say, Mom, why didn't you do something? Why did you allow me to drink down that filth? Why? Why did you allow my mind to be poisoned? That's why I am who I, who I am today. Because you did nothing to help me. Parents, be warned. The Word of God said, Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. See to it that your children have biblical teaching. Teach them at home. Don't wait for the schools, especially public. It doesn't matter now. Even private schools. Everybody, everybody has just uh, been shaken. I don't want to use that stupid word because it's out of context. Everybody's been shaken out of sleep. And, and they got this. You know, like there's some people who just woke up out of sleep. Oh, Lord, I don't want to use that word. Wake up out of sleep. And they're wondering, where am I? Oh, oh I didn't, I'm not even sure where I am. That's what's going on right now. But this is what happened. After Daniel spoke to Nebuchadnezzar, verse 28 of Daniel 4, all this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar at the end of 12 months. Think about it. He had a whole year to change from his wicked ways. And he did nothing. He only got worse. He walked to the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. Something similar to what um, Herod did. He sat on his throne. But this one, he looked around Babylon. And he said, the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom of the might of my power? Or rather, by the might of my power? And for the honor of my majesty. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. Power does not last. It doesn't matter how you got it, whether you got it um, gainfully 
whether you were placing it or whether you stole it, it does not last. The only power that lasts is the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the only power that is in this world that no other power can overcome. And hear what Jesus said in Luke 10 and 19. We're coming to the final, down to the end of this program this morning. Jesus, another leader, powerful leader. In Matthew 28, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And, but he, he, he didn't just hold on to the power. He would have said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And then, not only that, I'll show you again where Jesus distributed his power to his disciples again. He said, in Luke 10 and 18 to 19, he said, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning Fall from heaven. Then he said to the disciples, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Right now there are powers that behave like scorpions. They sting. They behave like serpents. They get into you. They're like grass snakes. Oh, I'm going to be good. Oh, I've been the best leader you ever had. They're grass snakes. You step and you don't even know there's a, there's a snake in the grass and they bite and they sting. Scorpions. Let me say here today, if you're a leader, a manager, um, a supervisor, even a parent, you're a judge, whether in the Supreme or District or whichever office you're in. Whether you're a doctor, you're a nurse, but so long as you have the rule over people, one person, three people, doesn't matter. So long as you wield that baton, be careful how you use it. There is always a greater power. There's one greater than you who is always watching. Always watching. And everything you do, last week we talked about you're responsible for your soul. Go and read in the Revelation chapter 20 from 11 to, to 15 where it talks about the great white throne. You may think you'll get away with it here. But believe me, God is keeping record of everything you've done, every person you've stepped on, everyone you've lied about, everyone you've cast in prison, caused them to be abused, everyone you've lied upon, everything that any one of us has done is written down. There's a record. He talks about the books were open and another book, the book of life. If your name is not found written in the book of life, you're going to hell. I can't put it any plainer. Oh, no, your pastor will not tell you that. They say, oh, no, the Lord loves, yes, he loves everyone. I can assure you, God loves 
everyone. I read it yesterday, that, um, last week, that in um, Ezekiel 33 and 11, that it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I'm saying to you today, if you're a leader, no matter what your position is, and I said even a parent, and I'm going to, let's start from the top. If you're a royalty, a queen, a king, a prime minister or a president, right down to a parent, and you're in charge of someone else or other people, be careful how you wield your power. How, I don't care how you got it. What I'm here to say to you this morning, just what David said in Second Samuel 23. I'm going to read it for you again. It says here, let's start from verse 1. And now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, talk about it, he was raised up on high, he was given power. The anointed of the God of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, listen to this, the rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of, the, of God, and he shall be as a light of the morning when the sun rises, even a morning without clouds as a tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. I don't care who you are. If you're ruling men, if you have people under you, if you have a nation under you, if you have a church under you, if you have a corporation under you, remember, these are people. Don't abuse them. Stop abusing them. And especially little children. Don't abuse them. Whether you use your agents to do it, you're still responsible. Still responsible. And God will not hold you guiltless. You'll pay for the crimes that you have committed. You may get things you get away this side, but not before God. Jesus, the greatest leader ever lived. The one who said, I have all power. But he never used his power misappropriately. Jesus never used his power to destroy. He never used his power to put down. No. He always ruled fairly, justly, to please God. But many people ruled just to please themselves and their henchmen and henchwomen. People will carry out their, their evil deeds for them. But believe me, you're still going to be held guilty if you hurt. And as I said, God's angel is there with his sword drawn, just as it was with all these guys. I want to say, ask you today, how are you ruling? Pastor, preacher, parent, how are you ruling, manager, supervisor? How are you ruling, royalty, prime minister, president, governor? How are you ruling? How are you ruling, councilman? How are you ruling, mayor? Are you ruling justly? 
Are you ruling to please God? Don't forget. Corrupt power does not last. Corrupt power does not last. And even good power does not last. Because none of us live forever on this earth at this point. Only Jesus' power that lasted. And the power of the Holy Spirit is the only power that will survive when all is said and done. The Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd rather be in the will of God. Knowing that I'm doing His will. Walking in His way. Doing, doesn't matter where God has taken you. Remain humble. Be humble. You know why? Power, even though it corrupts. And it may feel good. Oh yes, it feels really good when you're in charge of other people. I'm sure many people feel that way. But it won't last. There's coming a day when you misappropriate your power. Misuse your power to destroy. Misuse your power to cause fear. Misuse your power inappropriately. You are going to pay. Always remember Nebuchadnezzar in one day. He was given a full year. But then God spoke from heaven. He was driven from men for seven years, just as the dream and the interpretation of the dream said. Herod took the place of God, and while he was yet speaking, the worms were eating his body. And many of you, you're going to stand at the microphone, and you're going to drop. If you don't drop, you're going to say all kinds of foolishness. Worms are going to come out of your mouth. The words come out of your mouth are going to make you sound stupid, ridiculous. God knows how to fix people who do not obey his word. You remember Saul? Saul, what did he do? When the Spirit of God left him, he turned to witchcraft. Went to the witch of Endor. And there are many people today who are witches and who are in power. Wizards and who are in power. And believe me, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you won't even know. But when you look in their eyes, you can see devilry coming out of it. Yeah, worms coming out of them. Let me say here, serve God. Keep his commandment. No matter who likes you or who dislikes you, do that which is right. Doesn't matter what your position is. Seek to please God, don't please yourself, and don't please man. Because when all is said and done, you have your soul. And you have God to attend to. Sister Vivian, good morning again, my sister. Would you like to come and um, call, give us an altar call this morning? Good morning, Dr. Stewart. Good morning. Yes, yeah, so good to be here another day. You know, um, I listen to you. I think about how God will strategically place us in positions. And a lot of times, people are in these positions and they think that they're there for themselves. But there's a reason why they're there. It's to help other people. It's to do something good for somebody. When you think about Eden Esther, 
when mm. Mordecai said to her, you think that you're just there for that? God placed you there for such a time as this to save her people. And so it is, people are being elevated and, and, and placed in positions, and they think it's all about themselves, you know, and titles. But it's about what God wants you to do, what you are to accomplish. And so that's what, just what came to me. And even in the Bible over the years, when you read the different chapters and the different prophets and, and all these other positions that people get, they are in the position for a particular time and season to do something, something good. Moses had to do, had to do serve his time. It was for a particular reason. It wasn't about him. It was about the children of Israel who he was going to lead out of Egypt. And when you think about Joshua took over, we all have a role to play. And when we are elevated, when we are given a title or a position, we have to stop and think, why am I here? Amen. What is my Amen. mission here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to reach out to those who are listening this morning to think about the position that you're in right now. What does God want you to do? If you're a sinner, you have not come to know Christ as Lord and your Savior, you need to do so now. Repent of your sins. Because God created each and every one of us. He has a plan for your life. Just as He has a plan for my life. And His plans are always to prosper us and to bless us and to keep us in good health. That's God's plan for us. And when that is not happening in our lives, we have to examine what's wrong, what's happening. What are we doing that does not align up with God's word? Who are we aligning ourselves with? Who is, who is leading us to something that is contrary to the word of God or contrary to God's plans and purposes for our lives? But in order to to be able to, to walk in God's will, we have to be brave and trust God. We have to trust Him that He will prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Amen. No matter what we're going through, God has already worked it out. Mm -hmm. They say that, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Why is that so? God spoke and things happened. He spoke in the atmosphere. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, you have to trust God and believe that when you speak things in the atmosphere, it's going to come to pass. Amen. And so this morning, I invite you to surrender your life to Christ. Speak out of your mouth. Repent and say, God, I did something wrong. Lord, I need you in my life. I need your guidance. I need your protection. I need you in my life, Lord Jesus. And when you speak that in the atmosphere, God hears and he answers prayers. And so I'm going to lead you in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you, O oh God, for the word that was shared this morning. Thank you, God. It's like bread. It's food to us. It reminds us of who we are and when we're placed in positions to examine ourselves while we are there. Lord, I pray for each and every individual who might be listening now or will be listening who have not surrendered their lives totally to you. 
who are sitting on the fence trying to decide should they should they come over this side or stay on the other side. But Lord, you said that we might must be either hot or cold. We cannot be lukewarm. And so we have to make up our minds today that we will serve you and you only. And Lord, I just thank you for those who have heard, who have received, and who have are brave enough to stand up for righteousness and to trust you in all things. Continue to bless this ministry, O oh God. Continue, Father God, to help us to reach the world because we know that it's not about the masses. It's about that one individual who's about to take their lives or is about to give up. Yes. That one who's about to face surgery and they don't know if they'll come out alive. It's that one individual who's despondent right now Amen. that needs the assurance that Amen. Jesus saves, he keeps, and he sanctifies. And I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I give you thanks in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank you so much, Sister Vivine. You know, I just love, you know, on a Sunday morning to ask her because she always comes with something. She comes back with the, um, the topping, you know, the cream. Whipped cream. When she spoke of um, Esther, she wasn't anywhere near me. And she just filled in the gap. I just thank God for that. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. I hope you were listening. And as she was praying, this thought came to me about some of you professors. Students will be coming in this this, this new, um, new year. And let me say to you, you better not mark them down. You better not fail them because they don't speak the way you speak. Because they, from your point of view, they're still asleep. They're still in their coma. But you're awake. Give them a chance to prove themselves, to be themselves. Remember what, what um, David said in Second Samuel 23. Go read it yourself from 1 to 4. And the next time you give a stroke... Or you fail a student, remember there's someone bigger than you. And you leaders, doesn't matter in government, we're even in the churches. The next time you do something bad, take a life, whether directly or indirectly. Remember there's one more powerful than you. God's angel is standing there. His angel is standing there. And he's watching. And those persons who are speaking up, because they don't want filth to be said to their children, the parents and the teachers. Some teachers are losing their jobs. Let me say here, how long do you think you can continue? Power corrupts, but it does not last. Even good power. The only power that lasts is the power of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus imparted to his disciples. Power to tread on scorpions, and whatever you call yourself, whatever way you, 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 you operate. You see, Satan can operate any way as a snake, as a fowler, as a lion. You name it. Read Psalm 91. As a dragon, as a serpent, he can 
operating anyway. But remember, there's a day coming when Satan will come to an end. You can live above his lies and his schemes, but you must give your heart to the Lord. Our sister just gave you the invitation. It's your opportunity. You can reach us at 678-964-4096 or 770-347-8320. And remember, if God has called you into ministry, we teach the word. Our theme or motto is what does the word say? Our aim is to reach, to build the kingdom of God and reach the world for Christ. Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. May you have a blessed and wonderful day. You can find us at www.frministry.org. Have a blessed and wonderful day. I believe the next time you hear us is going to be August. Amen. The days are going fast. I hope that what you're doing is pleasing unto God. God bless you.